Welcome to The Talk with It's On Us McGill, a new, easily digestible podcast where we'll talk about sexuality, student advocacy on university campuses, and an end to sexual violence. As a quick content warning, due to the nature and mission of our organization, there will be some discussion of sexual violence education. So please be mindful of your own well-being, and don't forget that you can take a break at any time. I'm Eve, and this is The Talk, in association with TVM, Student Television at McGill. So we wanted to get some people on today to talk a little bit about what their organizations do on campus. Um, Sal, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, totally. I'm Sal. I use they, them, and he, him pronouns. I'm the chair of support services at the Peer Support Center on the McGill campus. I'm uh, also a, what, U4 student in psych, and so I do a lot of research as well. But um, yeah, I'm very passionate about the goals of the PSC. And excited to talk a bit more about it today. Awesome. Yeah. So if you want to tell us a little bit about what the PSC is um, and what kind of role it plays at McGill. Totally. So the PSC or Peer Support Center is an active listening service. We provide non-directive support to students on McGill campus through both drop-in hours that run uh, daily and then also through appointments that people can book for specific times to receive support from Uh, our supportees who are trained about 40 hours in a range of different abilities and support um, from like supporting queer individuals, supporting um, survivors of sexual violence, a a range of active listening skills, and then crisis um, support as well. So we have a a really great well-trained group of volunteers um, and who are ready to support and uh, get more involved with students at McGill who are seeking, you know, some non-directive listening services. I see. I see now why you have to have forty hours of training. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> the, the volunteers who come in like often don't know what to expect, but we really give this really broad, expansive view of like what could, who could be coming in, could be anyone. Their what they want support with could be so broad. So we really try and give everyone like a, a dabbling in each kind of area of what they might be facing to assure in the very least that they have resources in hand that could uh, better aid that person if they don't know specifically. Yeah. And like in terms of your volunteers, like are they mostly psych majors? What do you find um, kind of people apply to be supporters at PSC? Yeah, I think psych majors is really common, but we really try to get a more, uh, a broader, a more expansive kind of sampling of students to be supporters. As you know, we want people who have a range of experiences because bringing that to the table can be really important for just improving the kind of diversity of our service and the diversity of um, who's working for us, which gives us a lot of great opinions kind of going into how we want to move our service in different directions. Like our expansive goal is really focused on inclusivity and diversity. Um, so while we do get a lot of applicants who are like psych based, um, even one of our, uh, like one of the points that we assure to like write down during our applications is individuals who try to frame this as an opportunity to go into counseling or an opportunity to like provide professional care. Like that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for empathic people. And, uh, it doesn't take someone who wants a career in psychology to be empathic and have the skills that we want out of a supporter. So we're really looking like far more broadly at like, who this person is and what their values are opposed to what their career goals are when it comes to like hiring for the PSC. You're mentioning about having supporters that have a broad range of experience. Can people choose things like, oh, I want to talk to a queer supporter um, because I want to talk about queer related issues. Is that a thing that can happen? 
Yeah, so in our appointment system, um, what was just developed in the last kind of two years was a preferential appointment system in which from our website, individuals can choose if they would like to have a support session with an LGBTQIA individual, with a like with someone uh, who's BIPOC, with uh, a woman if they would like, if they're specifically looking to talk about um, things that they might feel better supported by, by a woman, by a queer person, etc. So we, we really tried to implement that as a way to assure that people kind of feel comfortable in who they're going to be speaking to. Cause I know that entering either a zoom call or the physical location of the PSC office can be really intimidating when you, you might want to speak, but you're not sure exactly who you're speaking to. Um, and though everyone's trained the same and everyone kind of comes in and receives the same active listening support. Um, we really understand that having someone who has some connection, at least to your uh, identity and maybe the specific kind of issues you want to talk about could be really important to building that safer and, uh, like more connected uh, place between a supporter and a supportee. So yeah, our preferential appointment system aims to kind of do that. Totally, that sounds so useful. And I know that it's a really common theme for a lot of newcomers to university to look for support sexuality wise. I think it's so great you have that. Um, just our final discussion point that we wanted to touch on. Um, we know that there's like so many great um, organizations like um, Ozverse and uh, etc on campus um, and we also know that um, unfortunately sexual violence is something that a really high proportion of students experience during their college careers um, so with that in mind like how um, do you go about training your supporters to be able to talk about sensitive issues like this um, and what kind of thing can people expect from Peer Support Centre with regards to this versus um, what other resources they should maybe use to complement their peer support sessions at McGill? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in our 40 hours of training that we host at the end of the summer, uh, we always have at least one training run by Ozverse, who, uh, as I mentioned before, have a lot of experience in that area. And they do a lot of specific training on active listening and support using a kind of survivor centric model which is really important to the PSC's mandate. Um, and as a part of that, we do a lot of role plays specifically on sexual violence and on supporting individuals like coming forward, a, a wide expansive array of individuals, which is important to us in recognizing and like assuring that our volunteers are trained to provide that same support to anyone. Um, and so we have that as ingrained in our training. Um, but beyond that, when we look at resource referral, we have a whole section of our resource manual dedicated to um, issues related to sexual violence, such as while we're a non-directive um, support service, if individuals are looking into the idea of reporting or what that might look like, um, we usually try and refer towards Ozverse who have a reporting mechanism kind of ingrained in their system, but also a lot of really great support sessions to learn more about what that looks like. Um, similarly, if they were looking, as I mentioned, for kind of um, medical services like sexual health testing or um, other like preventative services, uh, we would direct them probably towards Head and Hands, who I mentioned briefly, but just to go into their services more, just because I, I just find them to be such an amazing organization. They provide free medical, legal, and support services to all 12 to 25 year olds in the Montreal area, um, regardless of, um, of insurance, which is great because we have a lot of obviously international students or just students who might not have coverage in this province. So we would direct towards there very readily. I have, I've had a great training with them um, in like joint in with, with SACOMS. They did a lot of really great support there. So uh, we direct towards them um, if we're looking at someone who's 
seeking out medical or um, or legal services as related to um, sexual health, um, sexual or like sexual um, activity or sexual violence. PSC is a SMU service, right? Like how do you how do you find working with SMU versus working with McGill, and um, how how does that look for you guys? Yeah, the vast majority of our communications with what you could refer to as yeah McGill admin is with the office of the dean of students, um, who we've had honestly very good experiences with in that they our crisis protocols kind of revolve around um, them t- often taking over the step of following up with individuals who may be in crisis, and um, we've had very good experiences with them taking those reins, like they have a lot of case managers associated with their office um, and they have a lot of support that they're really willing to give. And in many ways, that office is underutilized. Um, I, we don't have as much direct communication with admin and we definitely recognize that when it comes to um, when it comes to addressing sexual violence, there's not nearly enough done in that realm. Um, but I do refer people that if they if they are looking to um, receive accommodation or support that we've had great experiences with the office of the Dean of Students and they really want to do positive things and enact some positive change. Um, and when you look at people who have resources, they just have a lot of great case managers there who can provide um, more the support side than maybe the administrative side, just because we have less experience in that realm. Great. Yeah, that's really good to hear. I think part of what we want to do with admin as well is like demystifying the whole process. And I know bureaucracy is one of the hugest problems at McGill, but we do want to try and show who is um, on the side of the students as well. So it's really good to see. Um, but thank you so much for coming on today. And hopefully um, people know a little bit more about PSC now. And if they're looking for support, they're able to able to reach out um, for it. So thank you so much. Um, it sounds like you guys have worked really hard throughout the pandemic to keep things up and running. So like, congrats to you all. Um, and thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just uh, a final message to everyone. If, if individuals are looking for support, um, we direct you towards our website. Um, if you just look up McGill PSC, you'll find it. And through there, you can make appointments. You can learn more about our hours um, and our moving in person for our uh, for our appointments that we will be doing in the next kind of uh, few weeks to a month. So that's an exciting step for the PSC. Will, will you guys be entirely in person or will people be able to choose if they want to do online or in person we'll be doing all drop-in hours will be still online but when individuals book an appointment they'll be able to decide if they would like to do that appointment in person or online oh so cool and you have a office in this new building yes we do we're on the uh, fourth floor um just right at the end of the, the floor 411 is our room number amazing okay well um i We'll make sure to put the link to um, all of that information in the bio of this episode. So if anyone is looking um, to book an appointment or find out more, then you can check it out there. Um, And thank you so much, Sal. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me.